Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Heels, World Cups just continue, and we've got another big weekend coming up, and there's no one better to speak to than Andrew Voss, who's been there for the whole duration of this Rugby League World Cup. Mate, you are the marathon man of Rugby League at the moment. Good morning, Vossie. Ah, uh, hello, fellas. Well, well, really, I'm the luckiest rugby league fan on the planet, really, to be able to experience what I have done for the last six weeks. Yes, I'm missing my family, quite obviously, but to call this work, I, I mean, I've just met <laughs> so many great people. I've been to so many great grounds. I've had food shoved under my nose that I wouldn't even know what it is and, and eaten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been, and, and it's going to continue tomorrow. Um, my time, I'm headed off to uh, up to Cumbria. Um, which is way up in the northwest. So I'm going to Workington, uh, yep. the home ground of the Workington town where the Kangaroos used to play. Paddy, you might have, well, I don't know, in your travels, um, the Kangaroos would always play a Cumbrian selection. And that, that was tradition. And it would be right up in those parts. So, so cold, misty, foggy day expected tomorrow. Perfect for a hit and run mission for a few hours. <laughs> one thing as I can tell you, Vossie, one thing I can tell you, don't ask for directions because you can't understand them up there. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that's right. Newcastle as well. I couldn't understand what they were saying. Yeah. As tired as you might be, Vossie, I, I reckon after that day's filming tomorrow, you've got the final that is keeping you uh, quite tantalised. Oh, yeah. Well, well, tomorrow, well, part of my deal tomorrow is that I have to just get back to Man- I have to get back to Manchester in time for the wheelchair final. So I'm going to go and watch that live, which right. I'm pretty excited about. It's been enormous, fellas, the wheelchair competition of this World Cup. On free-to-air TV over here, ratings enormous. And then, yeah, Saturday UK time, Sunday morning for Australia, um, to have a doubleheader. Uh, the the Gillaroos had a look at Manchester today for the first time at Old Trafford. Yes. Uh, the Australians get to go there tomorrow. And I can reveal that the Australian team will have the, the men's team. The men's team will have the Manchester United dressing room right as right. their own uh, for the final. So... Yeah, that in itself is an enormous thrill. It's, a, it's an incredible, incredible stadium. And they're saying that they've sold uh, over uh, just under 65,000 tickets. Oh, geez, so that's not fantastic. quite full, not quite full, but I've, I've been lucky enough to call at Old Trafford when there's 44,000, and I thought that was great. And then I called when, when there was the world record 78,000. So somewhere in between is still going to be a fantastic experience. Oh, too right. Hey, Vossi, getting back to the Wheelaroos, you know, do they do all participants have to be wheelchair bound in their life? No, 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 they don't. No. Um, so the rules are that on court, because you have five players on court at any one time, that you can have no more than two. But you know, some of the some of the stories around those that aren't, um, you know, necessarily wheelchair bound. I mean, the England captain. He's not wheelchair bound, but um, you know had had a bad accident, broken leg, and all these sort of things. Was in a chair, and then has 
fought his way back, but now still plays wheelchair sport. The best wheelchair player in the world is an Englishman by the name of Jack Brown. Well, he got into wheelchair sports because his brother was wheelchair bound. Yes. And is now, I, I, I believe he's, he's so he could compete with his brother. And I think his brother's gone on, I, I'll stand corrected, but I think he's gone on to be a, you know, a top wheelchair basketballer um, no. that competes on you know, the international stage. But Jack's love is rugby league and he plays uh, the, the, the rugby league form. So, but then there's the players that, you know, the England and France seem to the two best in the world, fellas. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's survivors from um, war conflict that have had their legs blown off. You know, the way they talk about it, they talk about their anniversaries. Like, it's just incredible <laughs> the way they talk about, you know, defining moments in their life. Where one of the players, he was saying the other day, he said that he now doesn't regret what happened to him, that he's sort of happy that it did. It's incredible resolve and, you know, inspirational, what, what I've experienced in that competition. Yeah, it's been amazing. And and the skill levels, <laughs> Hills and I were watching it the other day. I know they call mm. the the, you know, the wheelchair rugby murder bull. Well, well, this is only a short half head behind mm. it, surely. Oh, look, well, I'll, I'll wrap this part of the conversation up like this. From what I've seen, I don't consider it now as a wheelchair sport. I just consider it sport. Yeah. You know, yes. it, it can stand alone as a sport that is worthy of, of you know of our of our viewing eyes of our sports interests, um, and it shouldn't be just restricted to World Cups or you know Paralympics, if you will. It, yeah. it, it deserves a stage of its own. What I've seen the rugby league form. All right, mate. Well, let's get to the big one. We had uh, some of the Samoan reps on the show the uh, during the week, and the, the the vibe over here, the hype over here is enormous. They're, they're starting parties at two o'clock on Saturday afternoon, and the match is not on until two o'clock Sunday morning. Yeah, I could believe it. I, I could believe it. Uh, yeah, quite incredible because the story goes back, you know, further than game one of this tournament where they were beaten by 54 points. You do know that at the last World Cup, 2017 in Australia, they didn't win a game. Yeah. You know, they, they, their only result was a draw against Scotland, for crying out loud. That, that's how yeah. low Samoa had dropped on the scale. And Australia beat them by 50 in a quarterfinal at the last World Cup. I think 46 nil. Um, so, you know, they, they've bounced back in a big way. Um, you know, Jerome Luai, for mine, has been the player of the tournament and probably will remain so even if Samoa was to lose the final. Mm. Uh, and I see, I see a side that's galvanised by a couple of really big performances. Um, you know, the win over Tonga, that was an outstanding match. And then to come through an extra time against England... Um, that's got them ready for the final. That, that hasn't got them fatigued. I believe at this end of the year, that's actually got them match-hardened. And mm. Australia, by contrast, have just had the one game of that kind, and that was the New Zealand match yeah. last week, because until then, they'd cruised through the tournament. So I think, I think they need to be respected. I haven't got the big scoreline against them. I don't think they'll freeze. I don't think it'll be like the deer in the headlights. Mm. These are all experienced players. I think the land of the occasion. Yeah, well, it, the, I mean, it's the only question mark on their play, their defensive structures. Is is that what may yeah. be targeted and could deflate them? Well, well, Hills, I would have a worry if I had seen an Australian side that had clicked. Mm. You know, if but I haven't seen it. I'm no. being perfectly frank on that. I mean, players like Cameron Munster, Latrell Mitchell, they've had their moments, but. You know, if you were scoring them at a 10, you're certainly not giving them any higher than a 7 yes. in this tournament. You know, you have not seen their scintillating best. 
They're nice and cleary. I was all for Nathan Cleary being the halfback, but again, I certainly can't give him any more than a seven for his last two games. So I haven't seen the Australian side at their absolute best. Therefore, if they were to have a bad, you know, a bad afternoon and, and it's going to be cold and there's a chance of rain and you never know, uh, you know, make a few errors, then, then Samoa might be ready to pounce. So, um, you know, I, I hope that Australia, we do see the best Australia. Having said that, I do want to see a superstar performance mm. at a venue like Old Trafford. And I've witnessed it twice, where cometh the hour, cometh the men, mm. if you will, the 2000 final and, and 2013 finals played at Old Trafford. Big match players stood up and produced big match performances. I love Luai's quote not long after the, the win in the semi-final. Mm. And it just said, hey, there are no friends on field. In other words, this long-term yep. love affair and relationship that he's had with Cleary goes out the window the minute they cross the wide stripe. Yeah, how good was that? Yeah, that, for me, that's one of the best quotes of the tournament. There are, there are only brothers and enemies. Yeah. So his brothers are his teammates and the people across the... The other flat. Now, I asked the same question. I actually hosted the uh, the media conference today at Manchester Central with all the, the, the captains and coaches mm-hmm. going into the finals. And I asked the same with Junior Barlow because he's a front rower. And I said, you're coming up against your Parramatta teammate, Regan Campbell-Gillard. And he said, oh, you sure he's playing? And Mel said, of course he's playing. He's going to take the first hitter. <laughs> straight at you. So, and, and, and they will. They, they will meet headlong. So there's a little bit of the state of origin mate versus mate yeah. in, in this World Cup final, which which I don't think is a bad thing. Um, so that that's fantastic, and it, it actually the same happens in the women's um, fellas. You know, the the now that you have the NRLW established across the New Zealand and Australian side, there are NRLW teammates up against up against each other now on the international stage, and women's rugby league is better for it. Yes, and it seems that the greatest challenge for Brad Donald is who he's going to pick. Uh, in the in the women's yep. team, uh, and they feel they weren't at their best against New Zealand when they beat them ten eight. So, Ooh. are we expecting bigger things from them? Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, they made sixteen handling errors heels when they mm. played New Zealand last time. Six line breaks to one, and still only ended up in a match that was two tries all. So Australia can definitely play better, and did having had that hard run under their belt, they improved. New Zealand had had a hard game. Uh, yeah, against Australia. They then put on their best performance against England last week. I can confirm that they've gone with the likes of Sam Bremner at fullback ahead of uh, Emma Tonegato, who's right. off the bench. Um, Ali Brigginshaw is in the starting side, so Lauren Brown is on the bench. Uh, Kezi Apps will captain the side out of, uh, out of the back row, which is a tremendous um, achievement for her. I mean, I call her the Duchess of Vega over here. She laughed at that. <laughs> But, you know, she, she was playing with the boys. She was playing with Dale Finucane. Now, out of a country town, a, a girl, and I'll, I'll spell it out, a girl playing rugby league um, out of a little country town in New South Wales is now skippering her country at Old Trafford yeah. Women's yeah. Rugby League. That's a great story. You know? yeah, and, they, and they're wonderful. Um, they've been wonderful contributions, and the likes of Jess Sergis and Isabel Kelly. So, no, Australia, really good side, but um, New Zealand have the... Women's Golden Boot winner and Dally M Medal winner, Racine McGregor is their halfback. Yep. So, no, look, the double header is is so good that I hope that our listeners right now are prepared to get up and early and soak in both matches and, and take it all in from Old Trafford. I tell you what, the Kiwi women have got a big, daunting mobile Ford pack too. Mm. Oh, Amber Hall. Well, 
yeah, at RLW, um, you know, fans know about how good Amber Hall is. Um, she is an absolute destructive force. Yeah. She's sort of, I mean, to put her at her best, she's a bit like David Fafita at his best in the men's game. I mean, yes. she is going yeah. to take three and four defenders every time she touches the ball. They've got a terrific fullback, R.P. Nichols. No, I've been, I've been really impressed. I still think Australia, if they click, it's probably the same as the men's. If they play at their absolute best, then their opponents will not will not come close to them in, in terms of, I'm thinking, 18 to 20 points. Yeah. But I haven't seen it at the tournament to guarantee that, fellas. I uh, can't guarantee that. Just been doing enough, haven't we? What, um, what about the little uh, st- starting position between Jake Travojevic and Pat Carrigan that's been talked about? Have they announced anything about the starting 17, the starting 15? Well, well, the, the starting 13, which is numbers 1 to 23, uh, heels, yes. <laughs> confusing, isn't it? I mean, yep. uh, that, that, just by the by, I'll answer that in a moment. That was asked today, who gets Ronaldo's, um, not that he's going all that well, is he at Man U, but who gets his uh, little cubicle? Not that they're cubicles in the Manchester dressing room. Well, well, I said, well, he wears number seven, so yeah. the halfback should get it. Oh, hang on, Cameron Munster wears the seven yes. in the Australian side yeah. now, so how do you match up the numbers? But... In regards, um, Pat Carrigan, well, I saw him today. He was at the, the press conference. I think Pat's sort of uh, happy to play that uh, that bench forward. That seems to be where they're going. Jake Trebojevic will start. But by the end of the game, Pat Carrigan will probably have had more minutes. So, you know, that's just part of the 17-man game these days, isn't it? Yep. And, and Pat Carrigan, he can be, you know, all bar the suspension that he served this year. What, what a year. What yeah. a year. From knee reconstruction last season, to finishing his year as what Wally Lewis medal winner and then a World Cup final at Old Trafford. That's that's huge. Yes. Vossie, just quickly, how how do you sum this the, the men's final up? How do you reckon it's it's going to unfold? Because over here the bookies are saying Samoa six dollars fifty, eighteen and a half point start, which I tend to agree with you, I think is luxurious. Yeah. If Samoa well, well a couple of basics about it. Samoa will have to take every one of their scoring chances, mm. um, you know, because I do think, you know, if, if, if they were to make errors inside their own half and, uh, and allow Australia a lot of shots at them inside their 20, you know at some point, James Tedesco, Nathan Cleary, Cameron Munster, Latrell Mitchell, you know, they, Isaiah, you know, they're going to put something on yeah. and they're going to hurt you. So I really feel, you know, game of opportunity. And as long as they stay close, I think, you know, this spirit thing and... and I know Mal sort of got a bit prickly about it, saying, oh, of course, we have as much spirit as they do, but I just think they have become a pretty tight-knit group. They've lost about eight players, you know, through the course of the tournament. Yeah. So it's a pretty amazing effort to get to the final. So I feel as if the key to Samoa and a, and a thrilling final is them staying uh, close to the Australians all the way through, taking scoring chances. And I honestly believe through someone like Jerome Luai, they could do that. You know, as I said, his form has been... He, his form has been better than any of the star players in the Australian side. So it's up to those Australian stars to come up to Luai's level of performance to, to prove me wrong on thinking that it's going to be close. Um, because I, I, I see, you know, fair dick football, these last two matches from Samoa. So I'm thinking Australia win by 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but I, I would love, if I could be selfish... I'd love to get down to the last 10 minutes and think that it's, you know, <laughs> nothing in it between them because that would you know, just be a thrill of a lifetime, calling a close one 
at Old Trafford because the last two finals have not been close. Yeah, well, there's a suburb west of Brisbane by the name of Goodner out uh, Ipswich Way. It will be heaving if that is the case. It'll be heaving anyway, I think, Fossey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, a- absolutely. And, um, and, a- and another thing about over here at Old Trafford, and, and yeah, everyone's so excited about it. When you speak to James Tedesco and, and, and what Kezi Apps had to say today, um, as a commentator, Pat, he'll, you call out in the open. I, yeah. I've never, like, when you come to England, you do not call from behind glass. You're either in gantries at, at Manchester United, you sit out with the fans. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm just blown away by that, that you soak up, you know, the atmosphere. You are part of it. It's all around you. So um, it, it's going to be a, a great experience. And the fact that we've got a double header, not yeah. just the men's this time, the women's, we get a double dose of... Uh, of terrific rugby league. It's it's rugby league's chance to shine, fellas. You know, rugby league world is a very small one. We yep. know that. But over here, no Premier League on. Football World Cup won't have started. Free-to-air coverage across the UK, BBC. Big audience over in Australia and New Zealand. Rugby league's chance to shine at, in its own World Cup. Get right. into it, Vossie. Keep yeah. it going, mate. If you haven't got us pumped already, you've got us pumped now, mate. We're, we're ready to go. Vossi, you've done a sensational job. I know you're looking forward very much to coming home and seeing your family, but you've got one more task, and uh, we'll all be watching Sunday morning, mate. Thank you very much for your time. No problem. And apparently the lawn's got a little long while I've been away, so <laughs> straight on the mower when I get home. But it'll just have to wait another weekend. Have uh, an all-nighter, folks. Have an all-nighter. Stay up and watch the games back-to-back. Will we, do, mate. We might do that, I think. All right, Vossie, thank you very much. Really appreciate it, mate. No problem, fellas. Andrew Voss joining us there. It's, uh, it's the dream trip. But uh, as you know, you've been away on a long trip. You're away from family for such a long time. Uh, he must be looking forward to the finish line now. Yeah, well, he is. It's a lot better as a player uh, when you've when you're over there working and getting doing a good job and getting lots of stories and and putting lots of hours in. You haven't got a whole lot to celebrate like a player does at the end of it yeah. or commiserate. So it's work, and yeah, it's been a long campaign for him. Yeah, Andrew Voss, he does a brilliant job. We'll be back. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.